0: Good morning, all. Everyone all right? Good. Good, good. Worship, beautiful this morning. Um, We're still desperately short on people who can sit at a sound desk with some headphones on, so I was there this morning. But there is a definite privilege to being able to listen to it under headphones, and you, you, you hear what the Spirit is doing. I know it sounds weird, but you do. It's wonderful. I loved it. Um, so uh, blessings to the worship team. Wonderful job. Thank you. Now, one moment. I'm just getting myself slightly ready. That one there, that one there. Brilliant. So I just need you to um, agree with me if you do and don't agree with me if you don't. Is, is that all right? Can we, can we start there? So just a yes or, uh, or don't say anything. Okay. So the Bible says that the tongue... Is, the, is like the rudder of the ship, and in it is life and death, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah, Okay, good, good. Uh, so th- to some degree then, I am today what I spoke yesterday. Yeah, yeah. yeah we're good with that as well, okay. This is good. Uh, we are made in God's image, and God spoke creation into being, right? Yeah. Okay, good, you're still with me, this is good. Um, in, what ca- in that case, what we say really matters, Yes, Uh, good. So we can choose to speak life and truth and it makes a difference. Yes. yeah. We can choose life and death. Okay, so brilliant. In that case, let's say this. And it isn't. This is so embarrassing. This is not my Bible. Um, I mean, it's a nice Bible, um, but it's actually Nick's because I left mine at home rather embarrassingly. But nevertheless... It doesn't matter. Because let's say this, because we've just said about the importance of speech and the power of life and death is in the tongue, etc. So let's say this together. You ready? This is my Bible. I am what it says I am. I have what it says I have. To de- and I, Oh, hang on, I mucked it up. Sorry. Let's go again. This is my Bible. I am what it says I am. I have what it says I have. And I can do what it says I can do. Today, I will be taught by the word of God. I boldly confess, my mind is alert, my heart is receptive, and I will never be the same. In Jesus' name. Wow. Nearly sounded like we meant it. This is amazing. Um, So we are in a series at the moment entitled Gifts That Bring Life. And um, we spoke last time, not last week. It was on the subject of prophecy, but actually, I I started a little bit by saying it was like gifts, and they were a set of tools, and I said, imagine that you had a free pass into FFX Tool Shop, and there are certain times when you need certain tools, so I've just put them down, doesn't matter. I've got a keyring with a brand new pen knife on it, Um, only my third pen knife in my life. I make them last year's. And even this morning, for a piece of staging at the back, the um, the legs had pushed right up inside, and we couldn't get the legs back out to drop them down. Corkscrew, I tell you, the corkscrew. We <laughs> screwed it into the rubber of the bottom of the leg and like worked the leg out. And this is a bit like what spiritual gifts are like. There are times the blade just didn't do anything this morning. I needed something different, and so God has given us this range of tools to be able to bring life to this body of people and to bring life to the city and the places that we love and inhabit. So we just distinguished last week between gifts which are given and fruits which are grown. So that's a very, very quick recap. These were the ones we looked at. You can see one of them is crossed out. So these are all the gifts. I'm not going to read them all out again. I did last week for the benefit of um, the podcast. You can see prophecy is crossed out. And this week, we are dealing with this, encouraging others. They're carrying on the, please give me some feedback. Um, Like, how many of us like to spend time around an encourager? Yes? Like most of us. Who didn't put their hand up? What is the matter with you? Or call out? No, I love spending time around critical, moany... Wingy people who pull you down. I love it. It's like food. Um, so they make us feel good. An encourager makes us feel good. So let me ask you this. I have this hypothesis that most people believe they are better than average drivers. <laughs> which is utterly impossible. But most people believe they are better than average drivers. Let me ask you, would you say you are a better than average encourager? I'll leave you with that for a minute. Just have a think for a minute how many times you encourage beyond just... like that? I don't mean that. I mean like it's a deliberate act. Would you say once a day... Would you? Uh, don't worry, I'm not waiting for responses. Would you say? No, I'm more I'm like a, I'm more like a once a week type person. Or are you like 2020? I remember telling someone I like their hair. I mean, like, how, what, what's it like for you? Are you someone who walks in uh, encouragement, or not so much? The person I, I try to think, well, hang on, who, who do I know that's really encouraging? And I, it, I, I couldn't help it. I went straight to Andy Fearan from Carlisle Vineyard, who is so encouraging, you are disarmed from everything. Um, you think, if this guy weren't so genuine, he'd appear so fake, because he's so encouraging. Um, he probably wasn't born a Brit. I mean, he can't have been. Because he's so positive and so encouraging and just speaks life. Honestly, he's in a league of his own when it comes to encouragement. So I'm just going to fly through um, some verses with you. We are coming back to them, but right now I'm going to fly through them fairly fast. Now, don't bother looking this one up. It's too short. I know you've all got your Bibles out and you're all ready to go. It says this, five words, But encourage one another daily. This is in uh, the book of Hebrews in the New Testament. But encourage one another daily. Next one. Therefore, encourage one another and build each other up just as in fact you are doing. And this is Paul writing to the church in Thessalonica. And he's saying, encourage one another and build each other up just as in fact you're already doing. I've got one more in a minute, but there are two main words really that cover this word, encourage. Which, interestingly, if you're a bit of a King James authorised version of the Bible person, there's not a lot of encouraging in there. It uses words like edify or comfort. So we have a um, we have a Hebrew word which is hazak. Do you want to just have a go? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you have to get that bit in, or it doesn't work. Hazak, go. Oh, wow, too strong, too strong. Um, So it means to strengthen, to become strong, and it also means to be courageous. Not surprising, the word is encourage after all. And we have parakaleo. Off you go. Parakaleo, very good. Greek scholars too. Which means to um, edify, which if you're not sure what edify means, it means to build up and strengthen. And what I really like about the paracoleo, it also has um, the word intermingled in there is the word beseech. Way underused, the word beseech. (laughs) Honestly, I think it needs to make a comeback. But when you beseech someone, it means that there's a sense of urgency about it. There's a sense of intention. It's not casual. There's more to it. So um, we've got one more here. It says, I am sending him to you. This is Tychicus is being sent, um, according to when Paul's writing to Ephesians. I'm sending him to you for this very purpose, that you may know how we are, and that he may encourage you. And as I say, the King James in this section translates it, and that he may comfort you. So the reason I'm saying all this is because to find a direct translation of the word encourage from the Bible is actually quite tricky but this is basically as close as we're going to get so to encourage someone is to pull alongside another person to comfort and strengthen them so strengthen will be the edify the build them up but it's an intentional thing there's that sense of beseeching that sense of urgency intermingled in there now You can have this for free. While this is a gift of the Spirit, so the Holy Spirit gives this gift to us to be able to do this, to build and strengthen people and build and strengthen the community and the city, etc. It is also a word that is used to describe what the Holy Spirit does. So in John 14, 16, Jesus speaks to his disciples. and He says this, I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate to help you and be with you forever. And the word there is from the same root word, and it is this word, to comfort and to strengthen. So the Holy Spirit gives the gift that means we can comfort and strengthen, and the Holy Spirit Comforts and strengthens. And Jesus says, I'm going to give you the comforter and strengthener to comfort and strengthen you and to be your help. It's good, right? So the Holy Spirit, it really is better than that. So the Holy Spirit pulls alongside us to comfort and strengthen us. And Jesus said, I'm giving you the Holy Spirit to do this very thing. Now, just a very quick sum up, because I've flown through that first part intentionally because of where we're going next, so this quick sum up. Encouragement, it's a gift. Some people are better at it than others, but we can all do it. We have established, because I typed this in advance, we all like to be encouraged. It seems like only most of us, but that's okay. So I would edit that, but we all like to be encouraged, and it means to pull alongside another, to comfort and strengthen, and... Just to sum up, the Holy Spirit gives it as a gift, but also this is exactly what the Holy Spirit does with us. Are we all good with that? We've got that so far. Okay, good. Because we now kind of, that's the platform that we now build on. So here's the bigger question. If we understand, yeah, no, no, it's good to encourage. We understand it's good to encourage. People like to be encouraged. We all like that feeling. But the question here is. How do we encourage someone? How do we comfort and strengthen them? About what? Now, I want you to get hold of this next concept. If you're a a note taker, this is a note taker. If you're a tweeter, get ready. We amplify what we encourage. We amplify what we encourage. Now, as a former school teacher, although you're never really fully a former school teacher, you would have children who, especially in assembly, I used to do a lot of assemblies, um, mainly because I could play the piano. (laughs) But anyway, we'd have lots of assemblies, and the kids would come in, and... You can be absolutely militant about them coming in in silence, and you know, and I went through that period many times with my class or another class. No, too noisy. Out. Try again, and the teacher would go, you know, and then traips out with their class. And, and mine, mine even lost a couple of playtimes while they came in. We're going to have to practice coming in, aren't we? You know that kind of thing. Um, but anyway, one of the most effective ways to get quiet would be, you would do this. They would start coming in, and you would say, I'm going to make the class name up. They have such crazy class names, don't they, in primary schools. Kingfishers. Can I say what beautiful sitting? You are amazing. And you watch all the others. (laughs) Not in secondary school, it doesn't work. (laughs) But in primary school, at least, it works a treat. Because I have just amplified... I've encouraged them and so amplified that behaviour. And people want it. So they, they begin to partake. So we amplify what we encourage. So if power of life and death is in the tongue, going right the way back to the beginning, and what we encourage in someone, we amplify. We've got to choose carefully because we're going to amplify it, good or bad. So we need to make that decision, what we are going to see in someone else that we think that is good, that that becomes amplified, that that becomes bigger, that becomes more prominent. So you could say, well, does encouragement not include, I like your hair? I don't know. I'm not saying it's not encouraging. I mean, someone, no one said it to me for years, <laughs> frankly. It's just a, it's a point of pain for me. Um, I'm having a sozo over it, but I need to move on anyway. So um, is, is that kind of thing okay to encourage someone over? What does that look like? Let me help you out a bit here. Let's go back to these verses. This was the first one. The five words. But encourage one another daily. Now, we all know that when we read the Bible, you never, ever, ever grab a verse and hold on to it, take it out of context, especially when it starts with the word but. Because it means there was something before it that really matters. This is it it in context. See to it, brothers and sisters, that none of you has a sinful unbelieving heart that turns away from the living God but encourage one another daily as long as it is called today so that none of you may be hardened by sin's deceitfulness this is a far cry from I like your hair I'm going to read it again. See to it, brothers and sisters, that none of you has a sinful, unbelieving heart that turns away from the living God, but so instead encourage one another daily as long as it's called today, so that none of you will be hardened by sin's deceitfulness. That is a different level of encouragement. Let's pick on the next one. Therefore, encourage one another and build each other build each other up, just as in fact You are doing. Now, we all know the rule about a therefore. You never start with a therefore, and whenever you see a therefore, you've got to see what it's there for. So, you have to read before, and you have to read after. This is it in context. For God has not destined us for wrath. But to possess salvation through our Lord Jesus, the anointed one. He gave his life for us so that we may share in his resurrection life. In union with him, whether we're awake or asleep. Therefore, encourage one another. Encourage one another and build each other up. Just as in fact you're doing. So Paul is saying... The aim of God's plan isn't that we end up on the wrong side of his wrath. The aim of God's plan is that we live in the fullness of the life that's been bought for us by Jesus. So encourage people. Encourage people in that. Now it's interesting. A challenge, we're coming onto one more in a minute. A slight challenge that I felt. Because I would consider myself, while I... I try and hold fairly high standards for myself. Um, And I know sometimes people look a bit busy because I'm coming. I I know that thing. And I know I have that irritant thing about me at times too. But I would also say that I am fairly encouraging. For the most part, you don't have to agree or not agree. uh, The silence is painful. I'm going to plough on. One angel in heaven just went, yes, Chris. That's my angel. Anyway... um, I am generally fairly encouraging, but encouraging about someone living out their best in Jesus in that moment, encouraging about helping someone not see their heart become hardened by sin, suddenly encouraging is like on a different level to, oh, where did you get that cardigan? That's really nice. Oh, I can see you've had your hair done. Here's the last one of the three that we looked at. I am sending him, Tychicus, to you for this very purpose, that you may know how we are and that he may encourage you. So I'm going to read this whole little section. So going back up, that's verse 22. I'm going back up a number of verses. And pray in the Spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all the Lord's people. Pray also for me, this is Paul speaking, pray also for me that whenever I speak, words may be given me so that I will fearlessly make known the mystery of the gospel for which I am an ambassador in chains. Pray that I may declare it fearlessly as I should. So Paul's in prison. He's saying, please pray for me. I'm in chains, but whenever I speak, I want to be speaking life. I want to be encouraging. And then it goes on. Tychicus, the dear brother and faithful servant in the Lord, will tell you everything so that you may also know how I am and what I am doing. I'm sending him to you for this very purpose, that you may know how we are and that he may encourage you. He may build you up and comfort you because you're going to hear that even though I'm in chains, even though I'm having a tough time of it right now, Lives are being changed. And then he finishes, he goes straight on from that. He's coming so that he can encourage you. Peace, completeness, wholeness, nothing missing, nothing broken. Same root word, the shalom. Peace to the brothers and sisters and love with faith from God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Now that, that's an encouragement. So suddenly... I look at my ability to encourage, and if I'm entirely honest, as, I, as I've spent time in this this week, I've been left with one firm conclusion, and I'm not putting this on you, this is for me. I need to up my game. I really need to up my game. And I need to be much more intentional about what I am encouraging people about and in. It's very easy, For me to go to Shane and say, Great job on the drums this morning. Now, there's nothing wrong with that. He did do a great job on the drums. I was listening under headphones. It was sensitively played. He followed Kat. There's so many things I could pick out about the way he played that made it great. And there's nothing wrong with me saying that. But at the same time, not with Shane, not with Shane. I've now moved away from Shane for the thing I'm about to say. I could basically say to someone, I really like your cardigan. That's probably not really going to help them on their pathway to hell. Oh my goodness, he said the H word. Yeah, the Bible mentions it loads and this is a tricky thing. There is an urgency because we mustn't lose that sense of urgency and what it looks like to encourage someone. Come on, mate. Come on, you're better than that. This isn't who you are. How you're behaving right now, this isn't who you are. You're better than this. Yeah, but you don't understand. I just find it really hard. Call me every time. Every time you're about to go and do that thing, call me. I'll pray for you. I'll tell you what, in our phone world, I'll add you into my favorites and then it will even come through in the night. Call me. I'll pray for you. That's encouraging. That's encouraging. Our encouragement is to put strength and courage into someone so they can live out the fullness of what God has written over their life. I do not know a single person who is living out the fullness of what God has written over their life. I don't know one. I mean, some of you are pretty awesome. However... The only person, surely, who ever lived out the fullness of what God had for them is Jesus. I can't think of anyone else. So as we've been doing in this series, we're going to have a go at doing this. Now, this is slightly trickier, actually, I think, than prophecy, which we all had to go at two weeks ago, was it, I think? Because prophecy in many respects, you kind of don't have to know anything and you can a bit like pass it and run. You can do that thing where you go, what's that up there? And then quickly just drop the piece of paper and then run off and hope that they don't notice. This is a bit trickier. So here's, here's a deliberation that I went through this week in preparation for this. To encourage someone, do you have to have seen it in them yourself? Because to prophesy over them, you don't. We would agree that, right? You effectively feel like God said this, I think God said, thus saith the Lord, I think God said this, and I I am passing this on. Obviously, you need to go away and test it, it might be wrong, all that stuff that we, all the caveats that we normally give, sorry, all that stuff. But when you encourage someone, do you have to have seen it yourself in that person? Or maybe God is saying... Tell them I love the way they do X. I don't know. I haven't got an answer. Maybe it's both. The point ultimately is that that person, just like with prophecy, is that they are strengthened and comforted. That was the two words that we said were the hallmark of what prophecy had to be. Strengthened and comforted. There was one other word about prophecy. Encouraged. That's what we said they had to be. So we're going to have a go, and it's going to be a little bit trickier this morning. I have no idea how this is going to go. It might be a car crash. Um, So everyone's got a piece of paper. Don't write anything yet, but I'm just making sure you've all got a piece of paper. If you haven't got a pen, um, someone may encourage you with one. (laughs) Um, There are some pens here being handed out. Now, can I encourage you, if you to have a little look around you? I would really, really urge you, if you have your spouse or best bud here, be bold and don't do it with them. Okay. But instead, just have a little look around. If you want to stand up and have a, have a quick gulp and see who's out there, oh, yeah, okay, them, yeah, oh, yeah, that thing, then please do just stand now and just have a quick look around the room. Just make sure there's someone you think, yeah, I can encourage them. I can put courage in them. I can strengthen them, comfort them. And then, once you think you've got something that strengthens and encourages them, Then you can write it down. I would say you could start with dear so and so, but you might not know their name. Dear lady in the pink coat or (laughs) And just write something down. Remember, all these gifts of the Spirit work best when empowered by the giver of the gift. So if you're not sure, just ask Holy Spirit. Just remember those two key words, strengthen, comfort. For the people at home who are watching online, maybe you could, I mean, not if you're listening to the podcast and you're driving, but maybe you could just send a text to someone. You could always just send a message. Pick someone. Scroll through your phone. Pick someone. Strengthen comfort. Strengthen comfort. Now, if I were still in school, I would say... Put your pens down when you're finished, and then I can see when you're all done. But instead, I'm listening out for the crackling of the paper. (laughs) Put your hands on your heads when you're done. Okay, last 10 seconds. Just have a final double check. If you read it, would it strengthen or comfort, and/or comfort you? Okay. The moment of truth. Please do um, take your piece of paper and deliver it to the recipient. Okay, now someone has, just, <laughs> someone has just given me, they gave me one last time as well, I was given one, and I made a very deliberate decision, don't read it now, you've still got the mic on, you might cry, you might go, what? I'm mean, like, any reaction, so like, thank you to the person who gave that to me, it's gone under there, I will check it later. Let's stand for a minute, shall we? Thank you, Holy Spirit, for your presence here this morning. I thank you for the amazing array of gifts that you give us that we can't really operate in outside of you. And God, we, we want to become better at encouraging So often we can use our language to be critical, to tear down. And then we nearly always find some thinly veiled excuse to justify that position. But you tell us to build up. We build up one another. We build up people that we that we encounter, we speak life to them. I thank you for this beautiful gift of encouragement. I thank you that, Father, when we are still enough and quiet enough, we hear you speaking words of life and encouragement over us. We hear, as the Bible says, you singing over us. Such is your joy and love and delight in us that you sing over us. I pray, Father, that you will give us... You'll give us just a bit of an elbow in the ribs if we're just leaning into the opposite to encouraging. If we're just leaning into the opposite of comforting, we're, it's discomfort. And if we're, if we're not strengthening, we're, we're weakening. God, we're not talking about towing some party line rubbish. That's not what we're talking about. We're talking about wanting to echo your voice in speaking life over people. And I thank you, Father, That the unity that comes from being in your spirit means that we can speak life over people even when we don't agree. There doesn't have to be agreement for us to be able to encourage. So Father, I want to take the challenge and I invite you all here as well to join me. Maybe this week, let's have a try. You've done one today, but starting therefore, or carrying on tomorrow, every day, that God we make a deliberate decision to encourage. We appreciate that there may be some frantic texts at 10.30pm when we haven't, (laughs) we've just remembered. But God, we want to be a people who build up, strengthen comfort.